Okay, so the topic today is children's folklore, which really is, it's folklore that is transmitted by children. That's the key thing in its definition. It's not just that children encounter it or children use it, it's that children spread it from one person to another. And that's why we need to differentiate between folklore for children, uh, things like the lullabies that a parent would sing or bedtime stories, folk tales like that, and folklore by children, where the children are inventing it themselves. Now, the real reason this difference matters is because when it's created by children, it shows a different a different side to the culture. Uh, parents push, parents or other caretakers of children, push what they believe society ought to be like. And there's information there uh, about, about that. But children often reflect the way society really is. So they will play, for example, when you were a child, maybe you played house, uh, where you took on some adult roles and you probably had certain responsibilities in your imaginary house. Uh, that shows how you viewed the adult world because that was your experience with the adult world. It's what you saw. And children are privy to a lot of information that the average person isn't. So we'll talk about a few different kinds of children's folklore. Uh, let's start with rhyming schemes. So where do they rhyme and what kind of environment they do it a lot when they're playing games. So here on the left, you've got some kids playing Red Rover. You know, there's the rhyme, Red Rover, Red Rover, send Jimmy right over. Uh, they'll do it when they are playing with toys or when they're playing uh, things like jump rope. Maybe you had a bunch of jump rope rhymes or they'll do little things while they're just bouncing a ball. Um, so children's rhyming schemes are really a, a great source of folklore. Now understand, we could spend like an entire semester just on uh, children's folklore. So we're going through this really fast. Um, one of the things that people, one of the mistakes people make with folklore is assuming that there's a definite version. But folklorists are interested in the variation. So I've used Cinderella here as an example. Uh, folklorists actually number stories. There's only so many options you have to put in a story. Cinderella is type 410A <laughs> of the persecuted harem. So um, because there's these different variations, one can never be sure when a story started. So let me give you an example of really bad scholarship. Uh, you've probably heard this from someone who thought they knew folklore but didn't. Uh, Ring around the rosies. Uh, Ring around the rosies, pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Uh, the story goes that that had to do with the Black Death. Well, it didn't. It, it did not. It's the wrong time period. They didn't put posies into dead people's pockets. I, I mean, think about it. Like, the story is that they put posies in, in dead people's pockets that hid the stench. Like, that, that doesn't make any sense. And, and then what's the ashes thing? It's, that's not consistent with the Black Death. But somebody said it, somebody pushed it, and so other people just believed it. So the folklore in that story isn't about Ring Around the Rosies. 
the folklore in that story is actually about what people believe about Ring Around the, the Rosies. Um, so take some time, get a rhyme from someone else, a children's rhyme, look one up on YouTube, um, or record one that you yourself did on your paper. Okay, next topic is superstitions. So superstitions, things like don't step on a crack or you'll break your mother's back. A superstition is the idea that something that we do that has no impact on something else will actually have an impact on it. So, oh, I wore my lucky socks, therefore my favorite team won. Well, you know really when you think about it that your lucky socks have nothing to do with your favorite team winning. Children have a lot of superstitions. Children are really into it. Again, don't step on a crack. That's a great one. Now, material culture is the last thing that we need that we need to talk about. Material culture are things that are made, and I have some examples here. You have, <coughs> excuse me, you have uh, like children's folding things that they do, the kind of fortune teller thing, or the little footballs they make. That would work too. You have children's vernacular architecture, which means architecture that changes. The, the blanket fort. Or uh, the children, every stick becomes a sword or a gun in the hands of a child. So this is material culture. So these are the things that they make and that they put together.